スロットドーンシュッ What's up, everybody?、Hey. Um, here with me today are. Yeah, okay, there they are now. <laughs> Oh, hey. <laughs> we, we arrived. Again, it really just comes down to whether Discord feels like it wants to display credit. I think it all has to do with like, the active Windows thing. Ever since I updated Discord, now it does this thing where it has like, the, the little yellow border around it, and it's like, okay, this window's active. Oh, like, well, I've got like, a million different windows open right now, so they all need to be active. That's so weird. Yeah, like, if I go like that, do you guys disappear? Okay, good. No. All right. Well, anyway,、It's, hi, everybody. Hi, Welcome、everyone. to the Shiro Show. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Shiro Show. I'm going to do that again. Happy Friday, everybody. I'm Saturn Dave. We got Danthrax here. We got Trainer Coke here. Happy、uh, Shiro Show Friday. And、uh, yeah. we're here to talk some、Another、Sega、Friday. Saturn. Don't got a lot of news, but、um, we're still going to talk Sega Saturn either way and, and a bunch of other random stuff like we normally do, including technical、sure. difficulties. <laughs> As always. Dave, you have a 1080p camera, right? I, I do, yeah. Uh huh. Okay. Okay, yeah. I think we just have to sync up on the cameras because I think there's like a. Because, yeah, Trekkies can definitely see the camera differences. What are the camera differences? He's like, Dave has the 4K camera pads, 1080p, and Dan the SD. I only have 1080p. But what happened was, Pat, are you sending me your raw camera feed? Or、yep. are you sending me. Oh, yeah. Are you sending me. And your raw camera. Raw camera. Okay, well. It could just be your lights. Pat's washed out because he's got a new light that's, and that, that's going to make your face look blurry because it's, wa- because it's washed out. No, it's definitely the camera. You think it's definitely the camera? Okay, well. Because at least I think we need to sync up with the cameras that are the same thing. Yeah. I don't have a 4K camera, though. It's just 1080p. It's just I, I've got light, 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 sunlight. So I'm, re- I'm really well lit, and it's all diffused light. So I think that that makes a big difference. Yeah, I've got lights all around me, too.、Um, I'm just using an iPhone 13, whatever. I mean, it's capable of 4K photos, but video, it's probably doing 1080p. It really shouldn't look SD. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I don't know why、uh, it's looking blurry. What's going on? Probably just the internet, the inner tubes being slow. This is、What's、true. It's on Wi Fi, right? The camera? The, the camera's on for it. Well, I, yeah, I mean, how often do you wire your cell phone? <laughs> it's right to a router. You don't.、So. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. So, you yeah, it's, it's Wi Fi. You、I、got mean, a laptop, go though, so you could get a 5G, webcam. We could get you a webcam.、Uh, yes. For the laptop. I do have a webcam, and I initially, when I first started doing this, I, we tried the webcam, but、um, the colors, like the way it picked up colors, was so bad.、Mm-hmm. Um, it could、you. barely see the green. It was a very cheap, crappy、yeah. webcam. So we tried the cell phone, and the cell phone's camera is way, way Much better. Much better, yeah. So, That's yeah. true. Most, most cell phones have better cameras than your average webcam. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, it's possible because I, mean, I do have a laptop right in front of me for,、um, you know,、uh, doing, looking at things while on the show, but.、Uh, Yeah, I just don't have a good webcam for that right so, now. So,、uh, to the 29 folks in the chat, thanks for joining us. Please give us a thumbs up, like the stream.、Yeah. Uh, and for those listening subsequently on podcast form or whatever, we got Brian Trusty in the chat. We got Paul Bort, Moose Track, Shouts,、uh, Dan with us right here, Pudgy Bunny.、Um, let's see who else is here. Shadow Mask, of course, holding down the, the chat admin. 
duties. And then uh, we've got uh, David Zaney, of course. Uh, Charles, this is definitely live. Actually, no, we're just joking. This is a premiere. We somehow <laughs> managed to be able to tell who is in a type in the chat. And we somehow have everyone in the chat playing along except you, so... Okay. <laughs> it's all Brother. Mampus said something to me in German. I need you to translate for me, Pat. Said something uh, to me in the chat. I don't know what the fuck... Uh, despite... Uh, Whoa! The, uh, you look... You look, uh... Despite, uh... Despite, I don't know what the hell Sharf is. Okay, and you look like sharp, man. I look sharp. Oh, you look sharp. Thank you, Mom. Yeah, oh, yeah, you look sharp despite all of that. Damn. <laughs> you look sharp. Okay. David well, thanks, Zaney, Mom, I'm going to continue. Your camera looks sharp. That's a compliment. We got okay. Kate, patron David Zaney is in here. Neil Henderson, of nice. course. Uh, of course, Martin. Martin Evans. Uh, I did say Pudgy. She's there. Always. And uh, she is a new Patreon she, she's patron, a, oh, too. Oh, is that right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you, yep. Pudgy. Thank you. Uh, in addition to all the pro production stuff that you help us with, Dan. Yes, <laughs> she did. Uh, Trekkies, of course. Charlie Ward. Knight is here. Knight, not always able to make it, but I'm, I always like it when he's here. Because then I can... Then if I don't know the answer to somebody, I can, something, I can just say, Hey, Sorry. Knight, give us the answer. <laughs> Slow coin. Mm -hmm. Uh, who else is with us? Scotty Mo, Sega Steve. I love seeing all you guys here in in the show yeah. with us. Uh, be sure to ask, put your questions down in there. We'll try to follow along and and answer any questions you might have. And uh, it's like, uh, I think, was it Paul Bort? Was it you who said, um, you know, I, I thanked everybody before the show started. I said in chat, hey, uh, I'm glad everybody's here. Yeah, Paul Bort said, of course, Dan. It's like a family here. It is. It's oh a yeah, big it is. Sega Saturn family. Like these are. This is the core. Th these are the core viewers. You know, whenever it jumps up to like sixty, you're like, okay, there's thirty new people here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because because it's always like the same folks watching. But that's great though. I'm glad. Um. Oh, and Tom just got in, so the party can start. So yeah. So um, what have y'all been up to? Anything Saturn related? Anything video game related? Uh, I'm I beat the Lord Temple in uh, Breath of the Wild, uh, Tears of the Kingdom. Tears of the Kingdom. Oh, the so the nice. uh, the domain, right? The uh, what is that called? Yeah, it's the main thing. Something I, I domain. Think it's, uh, you got the muck rock, right? What? You beat the muck rock. Yeah. Little dude. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's kind of annoying. It's it's like I thought. Uh, I thought for a second I was working towards the water temple, but I was in the water temple the entire time. So oh, okay. Yeah. There. Yeah. Um, I think that was my my biggest thing. What? No. I thought you said Pat. Oh, I don't know. Hey, Sega Guys is here. How's it going, James? Uh, are you going to talk about the article on Time Extension that talks about the Pressgun fan translation? I was going to I was going to say something about it cuz I was going to say Yo, first Trey, of all, I got something to say. <laughs> first of all, I was going to say is that really news? I mean, come on, like, we've all been it chatting, was, was... we've all been talking yeah. about this for years. Like, I think back in, I think, I think we were all chatting about it in one of our commute chats, like, years ago, where, like, it's like, okay, everybody pretty much knows that, that, it's, you know. It's on hold. Kind of on hiatus, yeah, because Actually, can everyone in the chat stuff. just write, everyone just type in the chat, where's the, <laughs> it's, it's like, what, where's the Princess Crown translation? Just everyone in chat, spam it. Ten years It'd of disappointment. So, for anyone who is not familiar with what's what we're talking about um a retro uh gaming news website called time extension um wrote a story this week about 
Princess Crown's English fan translation, which has been in the works for literally a decade um, by two people who uh, just have been very inundated by real life uh, mm. and their, their actual jobs and whatnot. So they have not been able to finish their work, although they allegedly are pretty far along. Um, there hasn't been any new developments with that, though. And so, like, I brought right. up in our Discord chat uh, earlier this week, like, I don't know why they wrote this story, a time extension, when there are no new developments. Uh, there's no, like, impetus to write I mean, the it's story. It's, it's just like... yeah. It's news uh, yeah, it, to it's, just... it's news to folks outside of the Saturn, Saturn scene, I suppose. Yeah. Like yeah, regular old readers might be like, "Oh wow, I didn't even know there was a Princess Crown translation attempt," yeah. you know. But to all of us, it's just kind of like you know. So I take that kind of stuff for granted. Yeah, it, it just it feels you know there were some concerns in our chat about like, well, hopefully this doesn't bring un like unwanted attention to it where people are like uh, bugging. The translators right. yeah. about it more you know which i'm sure they already know they already yeah. feel pressure that you they think they don't know exactly you think they right. don't know yeah, yeah. I, I think i don't think they've seen the thousands of people that inundate them with questions asked you with where princess crown was and that's the reason why they like the fred thread that's listen that's definitely don't see that listen i i want to just speak for all of us here i think when i say that like we we love translators we love you guys we are completely beholden to you guys and we don't deserve anything whatever you guys feel like giving us giving to the community we will lap up uh it, with with joy and we will thank you for it and we'll take it when you're ready when you're good and ready you don't have to deliver anything on any kind of schedule this is not like a paid internship or anything like that you guys are i was i was talking to i was talking to Sega RPG fan Joe about this because Joe actually came to San Diego. He had some work to do. Took him out totally for dinner. Good. We had fun. Uh, we chatted, had some beer, uh, went to the ocean. It was cool. Um, but one of the things we were talking about was like our roles in the community. Like, the, the, and 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 I feel like it's my job. It's Shiro's job. Pat's job. We're like the uh, not my job. Ain't, well, ain't my job. It is to a degree to to encourage folks. You say you're doing great. Keep going, you know, and uh, and blast it out on Shiro and everything, and use this as a platform, right? And so it's like, I, I I very much appreciate all the efforts that folks put in, even the ones that don't know anything about us and they're off doing their own like X Delta patches and whatever. Um, the fact is that if folks are working hard on making language patches so we can enjoy these games, then I don't care if it takes ten years. I mean, Shining Force Three has been in in the works for what like 15 years or something so something like that something like that done. so it no and it's great i've played we a lot of us have played through it as it is and, and enjoyed it you know but they're yeah. always adding 20 20 next year holy crap that makes me feel old that Here's even the that patch, patch is that it's old it's taken so long but this is so this is not news okay it's not news that princess Cra that that a translation is taking a long time uh, it does happen to be a high-profile one. It happens to be one that people are really eager to get their hands on. Uh, and it's, and the folks that are the most eager are the ones that have no interest in helping in any way. Uh, <laughs> they just want to play it, you know? So, um, you know, Can't if there's... type English in and just put it in the game? What I would do, though, is if you have any interest, and you know anyone who has any interest, maybe, you know, uh, join the Sega Extreme discord join the shiro discord ask where you can help 
raise your hand and say, I would like to help uh, advance this project. And there are folks that can help you help put you on the right track or even get you in touch with the right people and, you know, hand off the torch and, and stuff like that. And so, you know, sh shout out Charlie Ward with the big five dollars, <laughs> five pounds sterling. Uh, what unannounced Saturn translation would you guys want to see next? Minor Hagami columns, Gal Panic. I'm guessing you mean Sakura Wars, the like Sakura columns Wars. Kanagumi columns, yeah. Uh huh. Uh, Girl, Gal Panic and Magical Drop Three. I'd offer bounties. Um, That's I guess for me, I want Snatcher. Would be nice. Yeah, that Snatcher would uh, be great. Snatcher's It'd be great to have an English version of something else besides just the Sega CD version. And the Saturn version isn't bad. You know, I still think the Sega CD is the classic version. I'm really glad that we got that, but it would be... I'm with you, Pat. Like, I would love the the Saturn version of Snatcher. But offering a bounty? I'm trying... I got to think about that. Is there a, is there another Saturn game I'll, that I'll, I'll I'll offer? Give somebody a cop, I'll buy somebody a copy of Snatcher if they do Snatcher. Yeah, honestly, um, the island, the tale of the Island of Seven Winds, so the uh, Monazuk... Uh, Nanatsu Kazi no Shima Monogari. That one, I would probably chip in on a bounty to have it done. It is so text-heavy. It's such, such a huge project that it's not for the faint of heart. People have literally looked into it and said, okay, we're going to do something else, you know? So it's that kind of project. Um, oh, it's like a holic in the chat, Mr. Yeah, I mean, uh, James, if you want... if Oh, he's in the room. Speak up. He's, he's right there. Speak he's, up, he's man. Muted. In your Scottish accent. And tell James us, is what would you offer a, war, a bounty? Are there any games you would offer a bounty for to see translated? Um, Sega Gaga. I keep saying it every time. It's oh, not yeah. a Saturn game, but, yeah. you know, uh, although Derek has said there's something okay. in the works. So Unfortunately, we have to course. we have to mute him now because he talked about Dreamcast. Sorry. Yeah, you talking about Dreamcast. Here, no, <laughs> anyways, I'm just joking. No, definitely but, Sega Gaga. No, I agree. I I, I'm I'm right there with you when it comes to the Dreamcast. That would be top of my list. Um, there's mm. another. There's a couple other ones. Japanese games on the Saturn. Oh, but... I, I want QR Doozy. That's right. I forgot the J Type R Doozy. Yeah, that would be the interesting with Whale Man. Yeah, I want that translated. Yeah. Or maybe some of the hentai games. I don't know. I wish I, 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 I wish like I could think of these games when the question comes. You know, because I've done like social media posts before, where I've given like a list of games, and then now I'm like drawing a blank. But um, you know, probably uh, I don't know somebody's Fanta Step would be kind of neat, because I think that what fun there is to to be had in that game, it, you completely miss out on by there being a language bearer. You know, it's more of like an adventure game point and click kind of thing so you know it, it it's not like one of those games where you can just play and have uh you know like a fighting game or something like that and and get through without uh without the language barrier yeah. initial d games yeah initial d there's only one on the saturn of course and it's perfectly playable without um it would be cool to have subtitles though it'd be kind of like watching the anime because it is it is very much like follows the course of the anime. Yeah, but unfortunately, you have to actually play the racing part of it. I'm actually just joking. I actually, <laughs> actually, it actually grew on me. I actually do yeah. kind of like the. Drawing I mean, you're part not now. you're you're not wrong. It, it's incre it's incredibly unforgiving. It is it, it's incredibly unforgiving. I don't think that it's 
I don't think that it's broken though. I think that they just decided to make a game that's an almost impossible. They're like, here, try to beat this, you know? And then and and you really do feel like Takumi when you finally when you finally get good at it. But uh like it took me forever to to get a feel for that drift mechanic. Um Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Kinda 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 yeah, but yeah, I mean I I enjoy it, but yeah, uh it's no Sega yeah. Rally. It's not like you could just pick it up. Anybody can just pick it up and play it, you know? Yeah. That's the oh, thing. damn, he got us. Got him a, more like initial D's nuts. Oh, he got us. Initial D's nuts, am I right? He got us. Oh, my God. Well, All anyway. The was to be delivered. So, yeah. Um, so, hung out with, uh, hung out with uh, Sega RPG fan. That was fun. Talked to Saturn. Talked to talk Dreamcast. And so, uh, sorry? You guys do anything fun? Like we just went to ramen and we uh, and we had Not some sure. beers and we yeah I took him to a ramen place and a bar and then and then I we drove to the ocean and kind of checked that out and then I had to get him back you to his hotel. Held hands, held hands, kiss a little bit. No, he hey, had to that's, work. That's the way to do it. He had to work early in the morning and I get that. Like he wasn't really here for. It was not a pleasure trip. It was a work trip, but. I get that's that. The, At least that's, you guys got the chill, though. That's the funny cool. thing is all the friends that I have or all the acquaintances that I have where they work out here or they have some kind of job out here, they their companies always put them up in Mission Bay, which is like the touristy area. Like, I, I don't know why they put them there, but it, it's like really expensive hotels and it's very touristy stuff. Like, So I have to I have to like drive all the way out to get folks. Dave is currently spoofing his Discord account. You're saying that you axe murdered him? <laughs> That's right. Well, I almost did murder him, actually. Full disclosure. Uh, full disclosure. We were, full Dave disclosure. We were on the freeway and I almost took the wrong exit. And then I like swerved over and, and Joe was like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> he was like, and I was like, it's okay. You're alive. We're alive. But yeah, so could it could have been like, it could have been real bad. <laughs> he is alive. He is, I mean, honestly, his wife will never, his wife will never let me drive him anywhere anymore. That's fair. So I handle with an axe murderer. No, it's I funny. He, with a Saturn axe murderer. He said he actually said it. His, his wife asked him the question. You know, the like. So who is this? Not IRL friend that you're like. Who is this person that you're going to see? Are they vetted? You know, kind of thing. And my wife asked me the same thing. They're like, so who are you going to hang out with? Are, are they a safe person? And I'm like, yeah. I'm pretty You know it's funny when when I went to New York City to see Bob and uh Bob and uh 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 Derek yeah my grandparents didn't ask me that at all they just they were so worried about me going to the city by myself and it's like guys I'm like 30 like I've been to the city <laughs> like I'm an adult so many times like, yeah I know how. I mean, I mean, the subway still trip me up, but it's like literally, if you just look, go to Google Maps, type in "I want to go from this place to this place" using the subway, it tells you like the brain dead ways to get there. It's like sure. okay, like they they just turn off your brain and just walk in the direction. Like get on the G subway to the subway, mm. and then hope. I mean, they probably were rightfully afraid, but it was it was for the wrong reasons. Uh, my phone actually uh, died on the tr on the on the uh, subway. And I actually had to go into a, a journey to charge my phone. That was really funny. Honey, I'm not cheating on you. I'm just meeting this guy online. Trust me. Trust me. <laughs> also, I like how I like how Captain Hodden added David Zaney. It's like or Tactics Orgy. It was surreal. Uh, I think though. that's a different game than what you than uh, 
Yeah, I think Tactics Orgy is a different game than what you're thinking it is. It, it, it was a little surreal sitting at a bar at a, at a foodie restaurant in North Park talking about Dreamcast Tizen Link, you know, <laughs> and like talking about talking about Dreamcast and Saturn networking stuff. You know, I'm like, OK, yeah, this is not a conversation that I would have with almost anybody else, you know. But, it's uh, weird, though, because you just talk you talk to him through the Internet and it's weird seeing them. And per- it's like with me and you, like even like seeing you like every week, <coughs> me in person was like almost completely different. Yeah. Uh, oh, who I am in person or how I was in person? No, just me. It just feels okay. different, you know. I guess so. I but as soon, after ta- like after talking to you for a couple minutes, it just felt like Shiro show or whatever. Yeah, like, you know? yeah. It, it pre- except <laughs> a lot more raunchier and funnier. Honestly, I I like our chemistry in person. It's pretty funny. Yeah. Like when um, we're threatening to open I mean, up it'll be nice. VHSs. It, it'll be nice to not have to be so busy working the show like the whole time. I'm just I'm excited to just like network with people, get to meet a bunch of people, um, maybe do some impromptu streams or podcasts. Like, hey, hit record if we're talking to whoever, and uh, we could like put we can make like a huge uh, master cut or like a like a mix cut of all the people that or, we, you know, we talk we should, to. We should, uh, we should stretch it out and just like have it in little bits and upload it. Like, you know, the content creators do. We could do that too. We could do that too. Like little, little mini conversations. Cause you know, I want to obviously hang out with Audi. If we see him, he's going to be there. And then um, like, obviously Adam, you know, if Adam, usually ha- he usually has time. Adam's like, too we, good for us. He, Adam's he's, too good. he's gotten too, he's gotten too big since the last time we talked to him. Yeah, right. Sure. Since he, he, since he, was, last... he was like, sorry, no. I, don't, uh, I don't associate with you plebes anymore. Like, I just want to go ca- get a burrito with him or something like that. Um, but it'll be fun. It'll be fun. I'm, I, that They asked us to do a room again. That's the thing. So I was talking to Gerald today, and he's like, oh, you guys want to do that? We have that space available again. You want to do another room? And I'm like, you're seriously not asking me that. Last two two be... weeks before the show, I'm not I, yeah, I'm not like... in any way prepared. And last year, we seriously leveraged Kay's collection. Kay has this huge Saturn collection. We were able to leverage that in order to get all the hardware we needed and stuff like that for for the room. And I'm just like, yeah, no, that ain't happening. But he's like, what about next year? You guys want to do like a Sega room? I'm like, I'd be down. I'd be like, willing to do next year Sega I, room. I'll I'll talk about. It. I'll consider it. But again, like, y- you're not going to the show then you're literally working the show and you're and you know there's a lot of fun stuff happening and you're gonna yeah. miss it all that's yeah, all i'm honestly, saying honestly I, I do that for game on expo because literally i just mo- it's like the same show over and over again not not trying to ditch diss them but like i don't do like the stuff that you know like the, the see the voice actors and stuff <laughs> don't, like that no. <laughs> i guess steve don't though i mean he's but not yeah, wrong uh, he knows yeah, uh, Jeffo said, "What what music does Pandemonium use in the beginning of his videos? Uh, if, if you talk about his theme song, the Pandemonium thing, it's from a TV show called Pandemonium it's by Hanna Barbera. Yeah, it's a yeah, yeah, it's a just like a Pandemonium TV show, and it should be like a bunch of pandas like running around, and it's just his take on. It. He adds a dr- an extra drum beat into it, but it's the same sort of thing. So." Mm-hmm. That should be easy to find. So if anybody's wondering, that's that's what it was. Uh, if any of our mods could link that, just do that and pin that, please, because yeah, I don't want to do it. Hey, Roberto, Roberto is in the chat. Our our brother from uh, 
Portugal. A Portuguese model. Yeah. So I wonder what time it is in Portugal right now. But uh, probably. probably like UK time, right? Or or no, it's actually later. Probably. James had to drop out. Um, but anyway, shouts well, see, shouts to Portugal. I'm asked a dumb question. I keep forgetting. Is Portugal in South America or is it in Europe? I keep forgetting which it one. It is, is in Europe. Yeah, it's like next to it's Spain. Weird because it's you think, share, yeah, because Brazil is in South America, but like, like Portugal right. is in Europe. It's weird. Well, yeah, because uh, that's what throws me off. Because they brought the language over. You know, it was like they they. Oh, that's fair. So yeah, South America is like what Aztecs, Mayans. Uh, you know, and then they brought the language over same way they did with uh, what is it? The same way they did with Japan. Like there is a, a Portuguese, you know, like Brazilian speaking contingent in Japan. Um, it's actually kind of crazy though. Think about it. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, there's some like there's some racism or xenophobia ar uh, surrounding that, and that's just Japan. You know, like Japan has. Pretty yeah, pretty big cases in Portugal and uh, Brazil. Oh my but god! But yeah, believe it or not, like there. Oh, uh, oh, James's battery died on him. <laughs> That's what I thought happened to Dan. But anyway, uh, so yeah, like there R. is R. a James. there is a there's a Brazilian population living in Japan. You know, living, working, just being alive and and doing their thing. You know, just, just like just being the Portuguese Japanese they are. I guess I don't know. I know, right? I didn't go. To, I didn't go to school. I don't know. But uh man, where where are we going with all of this? Um so updates. So yeah. We're talking about Joe. Oh, you you talked about you talked about uh beating the water temple in uh in uh Tears of the Kingdom. And uh yeah. I've been I've been just like uh at this point I've just been like trying to open up every light route in the under like in the depths and like explore the depths and get all of the armor. So I've gotten like the armor of the hero, like the original Zelda armor from uh Link to the Past. And oh, <laughs> Knight is like you boys are behind. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a couple months behind uh because I just don't have time to pour into it, but I mean, yeah, at this I have point, so many hobbies. So at this like... point I'm just do at this point I've already completed the game and I'm just basically working on uh, you know, uh what is it called? Opening up uh opening up more light routes and building stuff. Like basically I'm just trying to build a bunch of machines and stuff like that. He says to you boys are behind. He says to Saturn website owners, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah we're no, a little that's... bit behind. Honestly. Hey, to be fair though, I was playing a game this Saturday. I was playing a, I just streamed a fantasy star online with Trekkies. Yeah. Night. That was cool. That was fun. Now that, that was, was that was on your dreamcast, right? Using the broadband yep. adapter. Jimcast on the broadband adapter live. Uh, I pretty much, my plans were kind of like I was expecting to be at this uh, place. This uh, it was like an Asian marketplace. I was supposed to be there all day, but we only like it turned out we were only there for like two hours because mm -hmm. we just got something to eat and shop. But we thought it was gonna be an all day thing. So I got home and then like I was like I took a nap and I was like, man, I should probably stream something. So I went and played it. Yeah, cool. So it worked out. So now so there's a lot of fun, a lot, lot of, lot of levels. I think I got like eight levels or something crazy. What are all the ways that folks can? So Dan, I think from, uh, from Sega guys, Dan just recently got his Xbox back online. What was it? Insignia is like the new server, and yeah. uh, it got his Xbox back online and is playing uh, Fantasy Star that way. Folks can play on their GameCube, right? That's back online uh, using the yeah, broadband adapter. Yeah, you just adapter. can't like cross play with the Dreamcast. Can't cross play, but Dreamcast can cross play with Blue Burst, right? With folks on the PC, I actually do not know. I think it's the same. 
Isn't it? Because uh, I think it's the same rules. I know GameCube does it because they can't, but I don't know. I think PC PC does. Shadow Mask would know. Sha- Shadow would know probably. But I know, like as of like ten years ago, folks were able to play. Yeah, D- DC can cross play with PC, and the PC I, I know, folks are playing original... Blue Burst. Yeah. Go ahead, Pat. I didn't mean to talk over you. Uh, I was going to say that I think that uh, I think they. Because it was only Bluebirds that went to PC, or did they do the original version two? They whatever? had version two on PC, but Bluebirds quickly. Yeah. Okay. But I don't. Know if, I don't know if Bluebirds can. Like the thing is that I don't know. I know that G. So it's weird. GC and Xbox can crossplay. I think GameCube and Bluebirds PC can crossplay. Mm-hmm. I think I, I, all the game all the games can crossplay, but it's only the lobby apparently. It might just be the lobbies. Oh, it, yeah, because uh, Trek was talking to me about that. Basically, uh, Blue, Bluebirds on on GameCube can crossplay Dreamcast, but only in the lobbies. Because only in the lobby game, it could crash and cause stuff to mess up. Does that mean that you could play that football game? Does that count as the lobby? That little uh, I, I don't. It's I didn't even the know big football ball game. that you're kicking around. You don't know that game. It's in one of the rooms. The oh yeah, and uh, somebody help me out. <laughs> what is the game where you can? It's almost like you're kicking a giant ball around. Hey, Callismer, how's it going? Um, I'm I'm waiting for somebody to answer this question. Well, anyway, put put it in the chat if you know what it's what it is. But um, in yeah, in PSO in the lobbies, there's like this extra uh, game of like football essentially. Uh. It's PSO Lobby 15 plus. Yeah, but what's the game called? Doesn't it have a name? I don't I don't remember. There there's actually a, a name for that game, but anyway. Lobby PSO 14 lobby 15 plus is that oh, how, go-go is ball? That how old you have to be? <laughs> you know, it's you have to go into lobbies 14 or 15 and it's called like Gogo Ball or something like that. You've never played that? I didn't even know there was a thing. Where the hell is that at? In lobbies 14 or 15. Like log in and and where can I find lobby fourteen? Is there like a number thing? I think so. I think so. You go into the different lobbies. Yeah, that's what. I I don't know. How do you even like transfer that? Is that when you first log in or something? Or he, he's Trekkie he says oh, Trek, he, can he, show can show yeah. he can show you next time. Show you next time. But if there's cross lobby. if there's cross play, then there's technically something that you could do since it's in the lobby, right? Uh, anyway, um, yeah, that's a tangent. But that's cool. I'm glad that you did that. That's more content than I've produced recently. Like honestly, I've been, I've been so busy with, uh, with work and the kids that I'm really. I I was talking to Derek earlier today. I was like, I need to get you on the schedule. I need to get Mel on the schedule, and Joe. Like, just I need Good to start. Mel on the schedule. That guy's busy as heck. No, he, well, he, we've been texting. He's, he's, he actually asked me recently, like, are you still good to go? And I was like, yeah. Um, my hours though, it's like connecting with him is tough because he's on the East coast and I'm on the West coast. So, but we'll get something. I want to talk to him. I want to talk to him about the, I want to talk to him about like why we even do this, like why we create all this content and what, I don't know. I, I, I want to have a, I want to have an existential conversation with him about like, Saturn stuff because I I was talking to Joe about how like you look at our analytics right you look at you look at who's watching who's listening to Shiro and stuff it's all it's all mostly males honestly our age you know so I'm like okay so it's not like there's a lot of kids that are interested in Saturn you know 
Um, and, and honestly, even Genesis, I would say has bet more cachet with like younger kids because of Sonic and everything. And it's just more recognizable, uh, when it comes to Saturn, there's just not a whole lot of inf- interest with younger generations. And, uh, and I'm wondering like how long it'll last, you know, how, how, how much longer will there be a demand and will there be interest in, in Saturn? You know, I don't know. It's kind of, a but I, but again, like we we're doing all this stuff, I guess as a legacy or to to help you know spread the love of the console and stuff you know how do you feel about it, Pat? Uh, what do you mean? I mean like you know. I mean like uh, like. I I don't know how to put it. I I see. That's the thing is I don't know how to put it into words. I guess like, all this stuff that we're doing, like at what oh, point? Yeah, no, it doesn't matter. At what you're point right. it joking. doesn't? You're like. Actually, you're right. Like, like baseball cards. Like, people don't really collect baseball cards anymore. Like, they they're not nearly as uh, they're not nearly as valuable as they used to be, right? And mm-hmm. I mean, that's the same goes for everything. Like, as soon as people forget, and and there's no interest in it, then I mean, the, I mean, people want to. I mean, the thing is that you might it might not look that way like it used to be, but like there's this guy I follow on on the YouTube. And in Arizona, there's like apparently like a bask a baseball card uh, event a week here where they sell baseball cards, really? cards of all kinds. So the oh. thing is that it's not it's not that it goes away and there's everyone that loses interest. It's that the pool of interest lowers. But I mean, you still have the hardcore right because dedicated. people keep dying. I mean, like that's the pool is lowering because people are getting older and like aging out of it. You know exactly. That's why you, we have to keep it accessible and you know have people right. have younger interest into it, which I think we're on the right track with it. That's honestly, that's, that's where I feel the greatest sense of urgency and not to be dramatic about it, but I feel a sense of urgency to try to get Saturn into younger people's hands and to get them interested in, even if, even if it's emulation or Mr. or whatever, you know, because I think that it's, it's like, if it's just old guys like us that are interested in it, then, you know, it'll, it'll die with us. You know, we have to keep trying to push it to younger audiences, you know, which is, right, shout out, so oh, shout out to Charlie, real quick, shout <clears> out to Charlie <throat> Ward, uh, give us five pounds sterling, center version of Twinkle Star Sprites, best version, by the way, good taste, my dude, please translate that somebody, almost forgot that one, there's a bounty offer guaranteed, uh, I could have, uh, I could have sworn there's an English option in there, but maybe I might be wrong, I might be thinking the set, the Neo Geo version has English, but, uh, I'd be down for that. Yeah. Um, Khan's can't not, the illegal character. Yeah, Khan is... So, Khan mentions that Saru or Waska could inject new life into users. Everyone wants a flash cart, right? That's what's going to make it more accessible. You've got, you've got speedrunners of, like, Super Mario 64 who are, like, you know, I've got shoes that are older than them, right? So, I'm just thinking, like... Okay, Charlie. <laughs> I'm just thinking, like, if Saturn had a proper, easily accessible flash cart, that definitely would get a lot of other people into it. You know, who money is definitely a prohibiting factor. Maybe they, but maybe they really want to get into the hardware. I mean, yeah, but the things that we would have a flash cart for it. I mean, I guess maybe true. It's just not very affordable. You know, but is is the Saru though at this point or the Waska? No, is, it's not it about the same price. No, it's not. But co- competition, you know, is a good thing. You know, is all I'm saying. So it's like, it's good that Saturn has tons of ODE options, but again, like like, I feel like there's a ton of people out there. Like there's a huge segment of the market out there who really are just looking for like something 
looking for something like Sudokai, like a simple cart that you buy on mm-hmm. Amazon that you can plug in and does everything. Um, these are still early days for uh, uh, Knight says he got a Saru for 125 and let's see how it really is. So yeah, this is still early days for stuff like this, but I feel like through FPGA and everything, we're getting there. And uh, and hopefully, um, it will... And you have that new Mars thing that came out, or the, the work on the Mars, was the Mars uh, FPGA thing? Yeah. As long as it's not, like, actually vaporware, I think it would be kind of a cool option. But that might be... So if, I mean, I mean, they're working on the Saturn core right now. It's just getting better and better for the Mister. Like, Absolutely, it's feasible. And I mean, even the N sixty four one's feasible. So, mm-hmm. like, we could potentially see a Saturn perfect uh, Saturn. Uh, sorry, FPGA perfect Saturn yeah. core in our future, where it's like all you have to do is get that, and it's like a hundred dollars. Like you got everything you need. Yeah. Let's I mean, start new T shirt for Pat. What's wrong with this T-shirt? You got a problem with JoJo? New shirts for Pat. Pat. JoJo is great. About? What I'm are you talking about? JoJo shirt. But seriously, Saturn is an enthusiast's machine for sure. I mean, I wouldn't argue that. Like it, 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 Saturn and, and Neo Geo, they're like in, enthusiast machines that are kind of unobtainium to some folks, you know, via like the price and stuff like that. And yet, like you do have stuff like the Neo Geo that like. Um, you know, different forms of, like, the Neo Geo playable that have been, you know, made those games available. And it's stuff like that that does help get it into the hands of younger people. So it's like we really need something like that for Saturn. You know, like a Saturn Mini would be great, honestly, um, at least at least for, like, getting the word out about Saturn. And then also, yeah, it just drive my desk. More competition in the, in the flash cart space to the point where it drives down the price, you know, because, like, the Satiator is great. And I have no qualms paying what I paid for it, but most people won't. You know, most people exactly. will, will hold off, and they'll they'll just be like, "Well, I guess I just can't can't afford a Saturn." And and I only say that because I've you talk to people at PRGE who are just average Joe gamers. They're not they're not huge Saturn fans. They're just kind of like parallel to it, and they're like, "Well, I've seen Saturn. I think it looks great, but like it's just not doable." You know, like I'm on a huge I'm on like a really small budget, and I just want to like. There is no option for folks that are on a really small budget, you know? I, you, we're talking about really small though. Well, I you know, like they're still looking to they're still looking to buy games at, at, at garage sales and stuff, and they're still looking to trade off friends and they're still um looking to pick yeah, up games for like ten or fifteen bucks. That's um, you know, not everybody has just like a ton of expendable income, you know? So I, I, I really take everything for granted when it comes to Saturn. And when we go to something like PRGE and we talk to regular folks, that's when it really dawns on me that I, that I'm not in touch with like average gamers who are interested in Saturn, but just feel like it's not approachable, you know? I mean, to be fair, I think a lot of people have some apprehension to Sega in general with the stuff. Like, cause I mean, I mean the interest of retro streaming, Definitely showing with with a uh, Sega Forever shutting down, which we probably should talk about. Uh, yeah, we Sega should Forever talk about shutting that. Shutting down versus the Nintendo Nintendo Shop. To be fair, though, I think I, I saw the writing on the wall for Sega Forever once they started putting the Sega games on the Nintendo, like the streaming, like the I forget what the name of it is. Their virtual console thing system. Yeah, somebody knows the official name of it. Just let me know. But yeah, I think that there just isn't a lot of popularity with that, sadly. Yeah, um, Sega Forever is shutting down the streaming service. Real quick, somebody who asked about the pillow, Charlie, um, a, Charlie check yeah. out play-gallery.com. 
this was uh this was purchased uh this was purchased in the uk and sent to me but um it's done by this play gallery and that that's play hyphen gallery.com see if that yields any results um anyway yeah so sega forever is shutting down which is the opposite of forever it's actual never that's sega never then but yeah, the thing is that, is that technically it's a... I say technically they're delisting a bunch of games, but I mean, the writing's on the wall, people. I mean, come on. Like, it's dead. Yeah. R.I.P. I mean, like... But yeah. So what are your thoughts on that? What 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 was Sega Forever, for folks who don't know? Basically, it was... It seemed like a marketing campaign to push the... Of the like the retro virtual console sort of games on mobile mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to a lot of their older license. I actually forgot, I know Sonic was on there, mm-hmm. I can't remember what other ones, but they had a few games on there. And they had a they had a Twitter account actually, I think it was like in 19 where they were actually uh they're actually pushed through that and like pushed Sega's stuff officially mm-hmm. and the retro stuff and sort of had discussion. Mm-hmm. But like it seemed to shudder a bit. Like I remember we actually did a stream for them, was it 19 for the Dreamcast's 20th anniversary, right? I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it uh, so it was pretty fun, but yeah, I think they're just it's not giving them profit. They want to move other directions, so they're trying to yeah. they're starting to delist it. So again, we're probably starting from square one, trying to get some retro Sega releases. Yeah. So I mean, honestly, they might just go with Nintendo and be like, "Hey, Nintendo, can we do a virtual like Sega shop thing or like the virtual streaming thing and work with them on that?" Because that's probably lower overhead. Yeah. Yeah, can I come in on the whole Sega Forever thing? Sorry, Please. I just reappeared. No, yeah, sorry about no, that, dude. I, want, I so would love to your two cents it. worth. Go ahead. No, I mean, I remember whenever like, Sega Forever like, launched, the original kind of premise was, and they teased Saturn and Dreamcast games as well. And then we kind of got this um, kind of plethora of like, Mega Drive ports. Um, also, we had like, one of the was it Space Harrier 2. Um, Comic Zone, Golden Axe, Feats of Rage 1 and 2. I think, was Ristar one of them at one point? Dynamite uh, Moose Track posted a bunch of them. It's uh, Beyond Oasis, Vector Man, Store, Ristar, yeah. uh, Shining Force, Sonics. Sonics yeah, the, the Sonics were the, the Christian Whitehead ports, which are absolutely brilliant. So they were all premium apps at one point, because I remember I bought them. They weren't dear, it was like 3 or 4.99 they were. Um, for Sonic 1, Sonic 2, and, and Sonic CD, the Christian Whitehead ports, and then we had Crazy Taxi come over as well, um, and then Jet Set Radio, which actually Jet Set Radio was a victim of the move, was it iOS 11 that moved to Apple Force developers if their apps weren't updated to 64-bit, that essentially they would be delisted from the store, and Sega, or the developer they got in to actually do Jet Set Radio for mobile, just never bothered updating it so like that's that's in your purchase history but you can't download it unless you've got like a really older pre-ios 11 uh, device but they moved a lot of the games on to kind of freemium models so they started putting ads into them you could restore the purchases to remove the ads but it didn't always work so people were pissed off with that kind of thing so yeah it's not it's not great in terms of the original idea they had for it but mm-hmm. whenever you see the Twitter account, which up until what middle of August, you know, time extension mentioned it as well. They kind of raised the awareness of it. That I think that's twenty third of August was the last tweet by Sega Forever, and they were really, really active. 
and all of a sudden they're gone and you know total radio silence and yeah. it's it's a shame because it kind of goes back to that whole thing where you always kind of wonder people like fans like ourselves we always kind of feel i think as certain fans that sega is almost sort of ashamed of it you know, it's like it's like they kind of dump your little secret yeah. that they've got. Well, you know, I uh, agree. It's it's like if it's not a, if it's not nights in the dreams that or, or Daytona yeah. USA that they don't give a yep. crap yeah. about it. Yeah. So I mean, I it's the... all down to this restructuring as well. I mean, the statement they put out saying that basically profitability in Europe is is low. So you know, they cancelled hyenas. They delisted the, a lot of the kind of mobile app games that we spoke about. You know, mm-hmm. Pat as well. Just so it's not great. It's it's a shame to see Sega almost kind of quite happy via a cost cutting a cost a cost cutting exercise. Sorry to sort of just you see that account that's just teaching everybody old and mm-hmm. new about our history and our heritage. And we're just going to shut it. It's, well, it's, it's it's a shame. It's a real shame. I feel like I, I and I, this might be a controversial statement, but I think that nobody understands Sega more than the fans. Like Sega fans yeah. know Sega and understand what is good better than Sega themselves because Sega is not Sega. Sammy is a holdings company. They don't really understand what they have. They yeah. want to make money any way that they can. Now they know that blue is is a profitable color right they're just like okay anything anything sonic you know film or game wise is gonna gonna make us money right but they don't they unlike nintendo who knows their hot shit they know exactly what they have even though they kind of squander some of their even though they kind of like just sit on some of their ips but i mean even f-zero they're bringing it back right um knock on wood i'm literally gonna knock on wood right now they're bringing it back hopefully this is just a preview but the point is nintendo knows that they have stuff you know excellent properties that they're going to you know just really really groom and into new uh you know game new expansive games and stuff like that and they're always gonna that's that's the that's the you know, that's the definition of forever is that, you know, Metroid and and Zelda are evergreen, you know, and they keep making new games. But it's like with Sega, I feel like they're always kind of tentatively dipping their toe and they're like, okay, what what do we have here? What do people want and what do people not want? We don't know because we're not as in touch with our own stuff as the fans are, you know? And it's, I, I just, that's the sense that it's, I get It's like, it. hey, let's try Soccer Wars. Actually, let's, let's try Soccer Wars. But instead of making it Soccer Wars, we changed the engine completely in the gameplay style. Right. That sounds like the right direction to go. Like, why can't, why, why are companies like this so prideful or whatever to not like ask the fans what they want you know what i mean like and i guess what they want i guess they want to know what makes the money they want to guess what makes us money well money sega solicits us every year to do these polls or i don't know what you call like surveys you know i get solicited once a year by sega to hear you're a sega fan tell us what you want and everything like that but the thing is it's always leading it's like it's like when you're doing an interview and you're leading the the person where you want them to go instead of having them tell you what they really want it's like Mm. here's a bunch of multiple here's a bunch tell us what you want but as long as it's these multiple choice answers you know and i'm like but wait a second like i want a new knights game god damn it i want a new clockwork night game i want a new daytona you know i want like and i would just be real i want a new shinobi game but uh Mm -hmm. you know they they they, they're just like 
tell us what we want to hear. Tell us that you'll buy these games. Okay? You know, and and that's just Nintendo doesn't do that. Nintendo's like we're just going to put out really really good stuff. We'll keep doing these directs and people are just going to buy our stuff because you know, like whether you love Nintendo or hate Nintendo, you can't deny the fact that they make quality stuff and that they continue to put poor love into their IPs. Whereas you can't say the same thing about Sega. Thing, the thing as well, Dave, though, is that you asked that question earlier, you know, that you're going to speak to Mel about, you know, why are we doing this? Yeah, it's a, this I is wasn't why really... we're doing it because yeah. Sega wouldn't do it themselves. That That's why... You know, it's, you know, guys like ourselves, you guys, it's all kind of passion projects, you know, that we're doing this, and you used the word earlier, I put it in the comments, but just wanted to kind of legacy. reiterate it as well, was it? Yeah. You said legacy, and Dan and I have said that as well. It's, it's you're leaving behind, not yeah. to kind of go in a kind of morbid tone, but you said, you know, it's okay, the, yeah. the words you used was, you know, it, you, we can't have Sega's history dying mm-hmm. with those who were there you know we, we want younger fans to pick it up to share in our passion mm-hmm. to share our enthusiasm to, to pick up the knowledge that we leave mm-hmm. on our channel on the sites you know things like that right and i think that's why we take a lot of pride you know you guys and by we i don't just mean us i mean you know yourselves as us. well with the work yeah. you guys do yeah you know, us, us as a community of creators that we take pride in getting information right. We 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 put stuff out when it's ready, when it's correct at the time of of, of print. Nobody can legislate for two years after you make an episode about the Saturn's first year of development. Then the, the fiscal docs came out and just completely rewrite everything that you thought you knew. But mm-hmm. you know that that's a kind of a very real thing that happens. But yeah, this if Sega won't do it themselves and they've shown that they seem to be afraid of of their own history at times then that's yeah. that's what we need to do that's what we're doing we're leaving behind that legacy for for future fans you know to, to maybe pick up and and learn and, and hopefully share in that passion yeah honestly looking at it like think about sega that way it's like you see them they're passionate about some things like you know they're definitely really passionate about yakuza and persona right. as you know they get a, they get uh, it seems like what their strategy is they throw out stuff get a lucky hit and then just make the same game over and over again for that mm-hmm. so it's like mm-hmm. oh yeah uh, yakuza like a dragon was awesome so why don't we just make a yakuza like a dragon series and just keep doing that yeah. style and like it's like, oh hey, Persona Five is a massive hit. Why don't we release twenty five thousand Persona Five games and just and just like like exhaust the community of like wanting to play these games? It's like cool. Like, like I, I, I don't. I swear. I don't disagree with Trekkies. He 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 chimed in that it's just not affordable to make a Saturn Mini right now. Or um, I don't think no, I want one. Really yeah, yeah it, with the with, with, what the kind of power that you need in order to do it reliably uh, uh, and and make the experience, you know. Oh yeah, total war really good. Too, you yeah. just you you it it it's not you can't do it for like a hundred bucks. That's what you need to be able to do it for like that $99 price point to make it. And remember Saturn's kind of niche as it is. So, you know, you're not going to have the same numbers of people going out and buying the mini that bought like the PlayStation mini or bought the Nintendo mini, but you're absolutely right, Pat. And I, and everyone else who I'm always correct. You're right. And everyone else who said that like (laughs) Sega just doesn't, they're just, they just don't really know who they are. They don't know they're, they're not comfortable with their identity as a company. And that's because they're a shell of what they were as a company. They're not, you know, I mean like 
I don't want to... Sammy is Sammy, right? I don't want to, like, put them down. They do what they do. They make pachinko games. They've... They, there's nothing wrong with that. There's no shame in that. But it's like, they don't really understand this company. You know, CSK. They don't really understand Sega Enterprises. They don't really understand what they have. And you watch you watch the intro of Sonic, and you see the independent film thing, and you see, you see all those Sega franchises flashed up on, like, a mosaic, right? That's what they're sitting on. And they obviously know it because they put it in that film, but they they do nothing with it. And it's like, yeah. I just I, think I mean, my... it's like, a, oh, they don't want to make all those games constantly, but it's like, yeah. they're not the third party people. Hire people that do translations and put it on the Switch like, uh, like Success is doing. Well, I think I, this is something compelling. I okay. I have a Roku, right? And and I, maybe a lot of other people have a Roku or a, or a Shield I or some kind of streaming set top streaming device where you can stream a bunch of channels, right? Well, I'm thinking like, what if the Mister was something like that? What if there was something like a Mister that you could buy that had a nice sleek form factor that sat right under your TV, and you subscribed to Sega Channel and you piped in any game in the Sega library for. 19 bucks a month or whatever or, you know i don't know however much like like a netflix account right you sign up for this netflix account but it's basically sega right and it's mm -hmm. go and it's coming in over ethernet or wi-fi and it's got cores right so it's got like fpga cores so it's able to actually do you know accurate uh gameplay but basically it's all streamed into a nice uh you know subscription service no more Captain Hodden says no more subscriptions. Yeah, and I understand that, that, but I, I mean, I do not want to subscribe to anything else. Okay, but also having the entire library at your fingertips and any game you want to play at any time. So yeah, it would be kind of like Nintendo Online, you know, like except they, except the thing I don't like with them is they they only give you access to like bits of their their library, you know, instead of really giving you access to the greater library. But again, if 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 folks have different ideas, I I appreciate that. But I'm just trying to I'm just trying to think like how how could Saturn and Mega Drive games be and even Dreamcast be more accessible to younger generations? I mean, this is how young kids find out about stuff like Blade Runner and watch it. You know, it's like streaming it on Netflix or whatever. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it would be kind of cool. Like I said, if it's like a it'd be cool if it's an all encompassing subscription thing. But it's like. I'm kind of with that, and the things that you have to consider, you have to consider a lot of things. As in, they sure. probably would just do regular emulation with that, which I mean, I'd be fine with just regular emulation. I'm not regular emulation, yeah. the The fact is that they've got IPs, people want to play them, but they are just sitting on them right now and doing nothing. And nothing, something is better than nothing. That's all I'm saying. You know, like uh, to to speak to to speak to what James said about like legacy and like what this is all what it's all worth or what it's all for. I, I just sometimes get a little existential about like, what's the end game? You know, we just going to keep churning out this content and uh, living and dying for these, this machine. And uh, is, is, is our, is the same, is our, you know, viewership and everything going to grow or is it going to ultimately shrink because there's just less people that are interested in it, you know, potentially, um, if it's all just people our age, you know, um, I feel you. Also, I just want to give a shout. Uh, Charlie Ward did another five dollar donation. That's sorry, five pound sterling donation. So that's beautiful. another five pound sterling donation. That's fifteen 
pounds sterling. Thank you very much. Wow. Talking about Saga saying on so many forgotten franchises, you can only pick one. Which would you choose? Mine would be Fighters Mega Mix Two. If you could only as in, as pick one. Revive or I'm guessing it means like revive and bring back. Uh, Wait, that's what was the easy question? For me, Soccer Wars. If you could only pick one, what would you choose? Forgotten franchises. Yeah, I, I only because it's on the top. It's at the top of my mind. But like, I really would love Sega to bring back Clockwork Knight. But I'd love them to do it, like put it in the hands of a developer who cares. You know, like, and I think that that could be a great game on even if even if it was on like the Nintendo Switch or something like that. That would be a game that I think kids could like. And I. I I know it's not for everybody, but that's that's one of the ones I'm thinking of. Um, gosh, I don't know. There's a bunch of other ones, but yeah, I guess like Trekkie said that they did bring you Soccer Wars, so I say like, yeah, they did. So if we're not counting that one, uh, but yeah, uh, if I had to pick another one besides that, uh, honestly, uh, I don't know if no, that's Konami. They did Sparkster. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fighters Mega Mix was like an eight show. I mean, that, yeah. that would just be. I mean. The, the first game, obviously, we, we know it just took, you know, Virtua Fighter and Fighting Vipers, and then we had the, the plethora of hidden characters from, like, you know, like Janet from Virtua Cop 2 and the Daytona Hornet and, you know, Bean from Sonic Fighters, things like that. But if you think of the, the franchises that have come since, it all goes back to that whole thing about what they're sitting on. I mean, you could have Ryo Hazuki versus Landy. You know, you could actually battle lumps at each other as those characters. Can you imagine the roster on that? Or Panzer Dragoon, like a new game, a new Ooh. game in the Panzer Dragoon series would oh. be pretty rad. I mean, you know, but yeah, but yeah. like you have to care. You can't phone it in. Like no, you know, no offense, like but what, Wars. well, what's the game that what's the game that Yu Suzuki, his team just did the uh, Soccer, light twister, light twister or something like that, air twister. Air twister. Air twister. Yeah. So so have you not? Okay. So, so it's like it doesn't so. It's so from a gameplay standpoint, it's sound, right? And it's essentially just Space Harrier. It's like a, like a new Space Harrier game, right? But again, it's a budget. It's like such a budget title that, and when by budget, I don't mean it's cheap. I mean like they made it cheaply. Like the graphics look terrible, right? And it just it looks. It, it's Sega games deserve better. It, it the, looks. It looks like a. It looks like you know those mobile games that's yeah. it's like the game yeah. those ads and it looks yeah. nothing like it. It looks yeah. just like that. This is what happens. This is what happens though with Sega games. It's like they're like, oh yeah, we're gonna remake this game. Oh, we're gonna do a shitty job. Oh, then people are gonna say, oh that was shitty. Oh, Sega must make shitty games or Sega games are shitty. Like no, it's they deserve so much more, but they don't get given the love, the time and attention that they deserve. Like the same kind of attention and and to detail that like breath of the wild desert like a zelda game arguably deserves you know like these Dave, these the thing as well is like if you think like what what made what made sega games great what made sega great in their heyday even whenever the shit was hitting the fan what did risk sega taking do nobody... they, thank you they took That's risks that. they did harebrained yeah. off the wall like so they what they did is they changed folks. the they changed the not the dynamic. What was it? The formula. Formula. The just like 
what is a game what is a game like they they would change of what a game can be yeah they would be so inventive that's what it was they were so inventive with what could a game be and what what what, you know like i never would have even thought to take nascar and create an arcade racer that's just kind of like off the rails drifty and stuff like that but they did it and I mean, I had no interest in NASCAR. <laughs> no offense to Trekkies. No offense to Trekkies, who I actually think is a NASCAR fan. But I mean, I have no interest in NASCAR. But I mean, Daytona USA, I could play that all day, every day. And I would love a brand new Daytona game. That would be amazing, too. Like, um, But it's like, I would love for them to take that franchise and just... Only the fans would do it justice, you know? Only the fans would like pour so much love uh, into it that when the game when you played the game you got that same kind of like charm you know what i'm talking about with the sega the sega charm the thing is that game development's so hard i honestly wouldn't trust myself in making a game and making it have that same charm it probably would be garbage just gonna be honest i I don't know what it is i don't know what it is honestly it could just i just love that you went straight you just went straight to risk taking, Dave. I love that you went. That's because that was the thing. It was in my head first, first and foremost. Well, they don't do that anymore. They don't. It's no. not. It's too risky. It's the, so the, safe. The, yeah, because the game industry is completely different, and and now yeah, it's just kind sure. of like you can't. You you have only so much to throw at a game. You can't throw that kind of money away. It's too risky. So nobody takes risks anymore. Games. Same thing happened with film, honestly. And and you know, leave it to the indie films to like do something different. You know, leave it to the indie games to do something different, because it, or leave it to the fans doing like homebrew projects or something to to do something risky and different. Because you're not going to get that from like AAA studios. They're just not willing uh, because they're not in control. It's the shareholders who are in control. And, um, you know, I I, I hate the way I sound right now. I just sound really, really, uh, you know, skeptical and glass half empty. But that's just kind of the way we grew up in a really, really, uh, we're lucky. You know, we grew up in an early time in game history. Where it things, before games became an were, industry, like it becomes a big entertainment industry. Yeah, it was trying yeah. to get there. It was trying to get there, and that's why they were willing to take risks. So they're like, you know, they didn't know. They didn't know yet. You know, like this is the formula that everyone's gonna follow, and no one's gonna deviate from it. You know, but yeah, it second- was like the, the the tweet I put out earlier as well. I actually quoted a that was a tweet someone put out a video of um, was it, oh, was it Itawa? Uh, guys passed away from Nintendo, the you know Iwata, the legendary mm-hmm. yeah, guy from Iwata. Nintendo. And yeah, he said on his you know on my business card it says corporate vice president. In my head, I'm a game designer. In my heart, I am a gamer. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of I quoted that and I said, you know, it's like that's the difference between Nintendo and Sega and Sony and Microsoft mm-hmm. because Sega and Nintendo. Yeah, they were all businesses and they all wanted to make money. The end goal is always to make money. That's why they're doing this. But sure. they were fueled and run by people who had a genuine passion for games and they had creative minds. They right. were businessmen, like but they also loved games. Whereas, you know, Sony and Microsoft, let's let's not be about the bush. They, they wanted a bit of the pie and, and they've come in from a, a clear business yeah. standpoint. You know, we've all seen the Xbox documentary that literally Xbox existed because they took offense to Sony saying that PS2 yeah. was going to take the PC into the living room. So it's, it's just a case of 
you know, and there's a video out there of uh, Phil Harrison, um, basically admitting that in the early days of the PS1, that they came in because they wanted a slice of the the video game market. They just wanted a bit of the the, the cash. They seen the the market growing and they wanted to be part of it. So that's the difference, you know. I just think, yeah, you're right. We grew up and and we sound like a bunch of right, you know, romanticizing old farts. But you know, it's like we did. It's I just love the fact that. Like the Saturn, the PlayStation, and the N64. Mm-hmm. If you put a screenshot up and don't tell anybody, like what system they're on, you, you could look at them and maybe take a guess. But those of us who were there, like we can tell just by looking because yeah. of the visual traits and the the graphical styles, the look. We can tell which is which system. Mm-hmm. If you take any two unknown Xbox and PlayStation games from today and put them side by side. They look identical. There's there's no uniqueness anymore to consoles. Yeah. They're just they're just literally PCs in a in a small box. They're lower yeah. power PCs in a box. You yeah. know? That's understandable. Yes. I you mean know? I love and I love a good piece of proprietary hardware. Like that's that's the thing is microcomputers back in the day. I, Every computer was like bespoke and had its own software, you know, if it was a Commodore 64. And yeah, you had ports across, uh, you had ports across platforms, but they all look different. You look like at an Amiga uh, versus like something like a ZX Spectrum or something. They, they would have ports, but they would all look kind of different and in their own style. And there's because it was proprietary uh, hardware. You know, the Saturn is very proprietary in the way that it draws 3D, the way it does 3D. So Saturn version of a game is going to look different than the PlayStation version. And I, I do love that. Now, yeah, of course, uh, they're all pretty much rocking similar graphics chipsets and technologies. And, you know, minus like the P- PlayStation 3, which was really bizarre yeah, architecture. I mean, but, I mean it, used, it uses similar chip. They actually use the same chips in PlayStation yeah. on PS3 as on, on the Xbox. So it's like 360. The, so it's uh, like even then it was, oh, okay. even then it was similar. In the, even like, then it was similar. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, even even back then, like even twenty years ago, with that console dropping, it's like, oh yeah, you could. It pretty much looks the same, it's, unless you know, like you know, this a uh, this yeah. I mean, Trekkie. I mean, obviously, Trekkies. It's probably a little like, it's a little bit different, but I mean, it's still the same like end goal where it's like it looks relatively the same. They both use. I think they both use Radeon. I could be wrong though. Hmm. Either way, though, yeah, I think it, that it's as... very homogenous. As kids, we're all as kids. We just played games, you know what I mean. And and we might like read the manual. We might dig into the manual and find out more about the game, or okay. we might we might you know find out cheat codes and stuff like that. But we weren't very plugged into like what was happening in the industry. As we grow up and we get older, um, we're I think we go we get more like interested in interacting with these systems any other way that we possibly can you know because if it's something that we really love like the saturn or something like that then it's like that's what drives us to do the interviews right james or and right pat like we it drives us to do the interviews it drives us to dig up more of the history of the console to understand mm-hmm. the publishing and the development process yeah. all things that we weren't really thinking about when we were just 10 years old <laughs> and blissing out on the yeah. games itself themselves you know it's like now we have a lot less time to actually play the games, arguably, you know, because we're adults. But um, we have but more time, but it's like we have less time too, if that makes right. sense. Right? Yeah, and it's like you just, you know, I don't get to spend nearly as much quality time with my Saturn as I did when I was eighteen or whatever. But uh, but now nowadays, it's just I really want to just delve into everything, uh, every everything 
around the Saturn, you know, everything, I guess, uh, you know, parallel involved to the Saturn, it. involved in it. Yeah. And everything and f- figure out more about like, you know, just, just doing stuff like getting it online in 2022, 23, you know, uh, and like seeing it reach that kind of potential, you know, that only a few people had the nerve to take the risk. Like Sega, Sega didn't do that. Catapult did it. These crazy guys who were like, everybody told them that they were insane and that they couldn't make consoles, you know, get online and play each other, you know, catapult made X band and they did it. Right. And then, and then they uh, rolled it out on different consoles, you know, but I mean, and now we're still playing to this day and we're still playing to this day. And that's, and Pat, like using the broadband adapter, you know, again, ahead of the, ahead of its time, you know, still working too. Um, Yeah. But I mean, that's, I guess that's what, what it's all about is just like trying to dig up as much, trying to interact and interface with the with this stuff as much as we possibly can on any level that we can so that we can understand it better and maybe understand ourselves better understand like why the heck we're so obsessed with this stuff you know but i uh, I can tell you why but it's probably not going to be the answer you're looking for (laughs) it definitely starts in awe and ends in tism (laughs) at least at least the form of it anyways but like yeah, not not trying to be ableist, but I think I think everyone, in a way, and in, in our hobby, kind of has some sort of is on that sort of spectrum in a way. Even if it's like very very low, like yeah, not yeah. trying to insult anybody because I'm I I I technically am like really barely on there, but still on there nonetheless. My wife just calls it a midlife crisis. I think a I'm what? just trying. A midlife crisis. Is that I mean, what that's true. Yeah, I mean, instead of buying a, instead of buying like uh, race cars, we're buying old video game consoles. Oh my god! I think there's nothing more beautiful in this world than a CRT, just like a beautiful glowing CRT. Especially a really nice. Somebody just posted on uh, social media. Somebody just posted like a a 16 inch. I think they only got it in PAL territory. It's funny enough. This is a Sony 16 inch 16 by 9 CRT. So it's this tiny little guy. It, it can compare it to like what we get in the states is like a 13 inch CRT, you know. But whereas we would have the four by three, they got like the 16 by nine, and they were playing like Final Fantasy nine on it, and it, it was in like widescreen mode. And um, I just I don't know. I I would have all the CRTs if I could. I just don't have enough space for them all. But they're like when I look at that, I just think what a, what a wonderful and almost perfect piece of technology that we've completely abandoned right for things that are flatter and more convenient you know um but but seriously like cathode ray tube technology just blows my mind like that that it works at all and that it works as well as it does you know yeah honestly honestly i like i i watch like how like there's a there's a channel i watch called oddity archive and they did the history of television and it's kind of interesting how it evolved from yeah really like little lines to like just full scan it's it's super interesting one from mechanical to electrical it's really interesting oh you remember the first tv that was like a big wheel that spun and, and uh, it was like a big spinning wheel yeah. kind of like wheel of fortune and then you have the like the little it would just focus on like one frame of it um i yeah. don't know i don't know if i saw i may have seen that i don't know but uh but yeah it's crazy um but but again like again i was so i was so oblivious to all of it when i was younger um i i I think it was just like seeing seeing all the logos flash at the beginning of a game and wondering like what is this like what is CRIware why do I see it every time I boot up a Dreamcast game why and am then I like crying from where and then looking it up and being like oh middleware it's a thing it's like 
people have to provide this stuff so that yeah. games work, you know? And it's not, and, and, and like, it's not the developer and it's not the publisher and like nobody, almost nobody cares about it. But then you get people like Trekkies who like perfect Cinepak compression on Saturn or look into like true motion and stuff like that. And you think like there's stories to be told here. There's people that worked on these games. They had, they touched these games and they had a hand in these games and they weren't even the developer or the publisher. They were like the, the middleware uh, company. And, and this is just an example. Consider it like a metaphor for all the other stuff that's out there. I feel like, you know, there are so many stories to be told in games. And, and that's kind of like where I, I feel compelled to go. And I think we're Pat or, um, well, Pat, obviously, and Nick, you know, Panda feel like going with their, their video series, exploring all that stuff. But um, yeah. let's let's uh, talk about this news article so we don't skip actually, it. Actually, Pat. before we do, Charlie oh. Word again give another five. Oh another no, wait. Five pounds. I actually want to. I actually saw it, but I want to look stuff can up. Can Pat then. please do? Can you do a video co- collaboration sometime with some call me Johnny? You two look alike. Does Dan the chat agree? Uh, I can kind of see it. He definitely looks very Portuguese, and I can see it in his face. He has like that 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 look to him, like a kind of like a, what's his name, um, kind of like Stika almost. Like oh yeah, I can see it in his face. Yeah, and he has the is he, he has bald? the long sort of face. He is definitely bald with a beard. Okay, all right. Well then, there you go. Maybe that yeah. So yeah, honestly, the thing is that I remember him years ago. I because he had the worst thumbnails of all time. But he was like <laughs> the worst art of all time. And like I used to like, like it, it, I always got recommended his videos, and it looked just so like the thumbnails look so bad. I'm like, wow, you need to hire somebody to do art, and he actually did. So I'm oh, glad he go. actually got an artist to actually make his thumbnails look not like crap. So, um, so shout out to him. Uh, video collab if he wants to. I guess that's cool. I don't know. I don't watch his stuff, so I don't know him personally. There, I don't really. I'm not. I won't say I'm not a fan of him. Well, I'm not a fan of him, but I'm not like I I'm against him, but still. Oh, like, I forgot in, I forgot to mention to. I forgot to mention in my updates uh which that that I actually did play something Saturn related, Dungeon Master Nexus. I did actually download that, fire it up, and um it's really good and I'm really excited to play some more of that. So, I highly recommend folks if you like dungeon crawlers, um even if it's not like your main, you know, cup of tea, but if you like just something where you can relax and crawl through dungeons and fight monsters and stuff like the graphics in in this game are really cool. It's uh it's really great. I and the 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 uh he did a great job. Christoph F I think it was did a great job on the translation. We covered that last week, but definitely it's worth repeating that folks need to check that out. Um Peter posted a best of Saturn about Virtua Fighter remix and uh essentially Virtual Fighter Remix was an AM1 attempt to remake the Model 1 original on the STV Titan arcade board. This Saturn conversion hit worldwide in mid-1995. Gameplay remains unchanged from the original, but the visuals have been stabilized and given textures to spice up the look of the game, with the trade-off being that lighting effects have been suppressed. Uh, it is true. Like the One thing I'll say, like on this, uh, what is that, grid-based... Um, 
level. Yeah, yeah, the one with the grids, you're on the top of the building and stuff. Looks like in, a DDR pad. Yeah, it's kind of like <laughs> a DDR pad. In the original VF, uh, in the original Virtual Fighter, they did have like the light, the the underside of the polygons lit up, so it actually did look like the, you know, like like it had that kind of fluorescent uh, effect, uh, like they were they were fighting on this like lit up grid. And on this, it doesn't have that, you know. So that's kind of like a downgrade in a way that you can see it here, the, where um, I, I don't have like a, a an example at hand to show you guys, but essentially just imagine the original one with the flat shaded polys, they were able to like light up all of the undersides of the polygons. So like there it was like holding a face to your, uh, a flashlight to your face, you know, it had that effect with the first game. Um, yeah. Also, I really like this version a lot. This, this is sort of my go-to when I play it, but I yeah, know people... Yeah. People kind of prefer the original VF version. Really? I mean, this one's great, yeah. too. The, the, honestly... Uh, Remix. Remix is like a fan mod, a bad fan mod. I've never liked it, even <laughs> back in the day. I just it, I just think because VF1 is so iconic mm. in its, its visual style, I think, what makes Virtual Fighter is 1... Very, is a very purist. That, yes. that, that shaded look is, is just so iconic. I think it just, it's what makes VF1 what it is. Um, Here's the argument, the, though. The, the, the narrative that, that they kind of they rushed it out to, to you know, back at criticism. Yeah. Know, that old narrative. Yeah. So <laughs> the argument. So the one argument for VF Remix, <laughs> and the reason why I have started playing it more is that it is available to play online now, and that's the great thing. You get the jet. You get the. You get your netlink hooked up with the tunnel, and you get the Japanese version. Well. Joe's patched version of essentially the Japanese version, which had X-Band compatibility. It works really great, and it's a lot of fun uh, playing other folks online. And that alone, you know, just heightens the enjoyment, you know. Uh, so while VF Remix is probably not a game that I would just fire up by myself and play, definitely it's worth folks getting on getting their Saturns online and playing it. And I do agree with you, James. On, not that it that it matters, but I I agree with you that I like I like the original VF uh, better than Remix as a as a general rule. But again, I've 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 started playing Remix so much more now because it's online. So yeah, the folks online should aspects. No, I could, yeah, I could get that. Definitely, I mean, you can have a lot of fun with it for sure, and it, uh, you know it feels the same. That that I will say, like it it still feels the same. It's just yeah, a different a different look, you know. Uh, Moose Tracks says, you know, the fights are really fun, and I agree. I think I might have played Moose Track, or uh, might have been Lee. I'm not sure, but uh, but yeah, it's a, it's great. Folks should check it out. It was uh, there's a great video too. Panda did a great video about about it that really dives deep into it. So yeah, folks also, should check it um, out. He also answered the the, the claim. That you know, people. I think it was it Sega themselves actually said that there was gameplay tweaks and fixes, and then I love the fact that that Nix went so far as to time the animations by using Sarah's ponytail. I thought that was absolutely brilliant. It's right. like, you know, he's found the most ridiculously small detail to to like pinpoint the timing of the animation. It was like his virtual racing video as well. Yeah, where he like timed how long it would take to hit the, that wall, that first wall, if you just drive straight. And, like, on the arcade and 32X um, versions and whatnot, it was, like, six-point-something seconds. Exactly. Just, like, yeah, 
Time Warner's version, 8.2 seconds or something. It's like the timings are out. Yeah, it's they're different games for sure. Oh, um, totally. they're, they're both great, though. Actually, I think, I mean, like the original, obviously, you can't beat that. But um, I got really into competitive racing in the uh, Saturn Junkyard with, with the Time Warner version. And that one's a lot of fun, too. It really just comes down to, like, if you have a group of people that are willing to compete with you, it's a lot more fun, you know? We're all, We're all fighting each other. Um, so this next one is a kind of a somber thing. Um, and yeah, again, this, like... This, was, this some, was kind of a bummer. For some folks, this is going to be, like, a real rip rip your heart out kind time. of thing shining force artist tamaki yoshitaka dies and dan wrote this up and he's not here to talk about it with us but um tamaki yoshitaka the original creator or original character designer of sega's long-running shining force series has passed away according to the social media post he was 55 that's too young for anybody too to damn young. pass away Jeez. yeah that is Honestly, 60s too damn young nowadays. I mean, that's 15 years from now for me. Like, if I pass away in 15 years, well, if not, yeah. You better not. I I hope I don't. But, I mean, that's just too young. You'd stick the fans with me, and I don't think the fans want to be stuck with me. Post on Thursday night on X, formerly Twitter, uh, was Yoshitaka's own account, apparently written by an unnamed person with control of the account, said that he died on July 13th from lung cancer. Included photos of a memorial service for him, attended by family and close friends. Uh, he had continued to receive medical treatment in accordance with his wish to continue working until the end, and he passed away from the disease. The post said that via machine trans, uh, the post said via tra- machine translation from the original Japanese. I hope that the work he devoted his life to as a game creator will always be remembered. While Yoshitaka never worked on any of the Shining games that appeared on the Saturn, there is one game on the console with his name on it, FEDA Remake, The Emblem of Justice. It was a Japan-exclusive tactical RPG released in May 1996, developed by Yanaman and published by KID. It was a remake of the 1994 Super Famicom game. I like the wolf, dude. The Emblem of Justice interesting yeah the wolf dude what does that remind yeah, me of is there cool. is there a wolf dude in another well there's it yeah. reminds me of a boy in the beast have you ever seen that anime i don't know i don't know wolf dude xylo the wolf dude, xylo? dude is xylo hmm whoa is that the name of the character in the game oh no uh, Zylo from Shining. Uh, oh, it's it's a Zylo from Shining Force, or the design of him. I think I don't know if it's actually Zylo, or is no. that actually, or, or is that game actually, is, is that actually confirmed that the character on there from Feta is actually Zylo? Feta is a spiritual successor to Shining Force One. Okay. okay, interesting. Okay, so technically he technically is Fet. It's he's he's Zylo like in quotations, like a a was it a spiritual yeah spiritual well uh just continuing on uh let's see not only did yoshitaka work on the character designs of feta he also wrote its original story he was the director of the super famicom version as well feta's series clearly 
was close to his heart until his last days. His final posts on X before the week's announcement were in February. And in two of them, he posted comic pages he'd created that seemed to continue Feta's story. That's really cool, though. He tried to see here try to keep it going but i actually didn't know he actually worked on time stalkers as well oh really which actually is a pretty underrated game i know a lot of people a lot of people aren't a big fan of it, but i actually do like time stalkers a lot that one's actually pretty fun so shouts out most people all... oh go ahead uh, i no, it was just i was quoting shadows that don't smoke kids I'm just re continuing okay, to read. I'm going to have to, to jump off. It's half past midnight here, so um, I'm going to call it a night. But great to join you as always. Yeah, great definitely. Thanks dear. for joining have us. Have a good one. Enjoy your weekend whenever it comes, guys. You we'll too. Try our best. Cheers. Cheers. Have a um, so, yeah, I don't, I, this is just a bummer news. Like, I'm trying... Also, the, the text is really tiny, so I'm having a hard time reading I it see. from where yeah, I am. basically... Yeah, basically, he uh, was created, uh, created working on the game Time Stalkers, as well as all the, a bunch of Shining Force titles like Shining Soul 1 and 2, mm -hmm. Shining Force Resurrection of the Dark Dungeon. He also worked on monster design for Shining Force Neo and Shining Tears. So he mm -hmm. seemed pretty close to the Shining series, even though, you know, he kind of it seemed like he took a backseat to it in a, in a way. Yeah. Uh, and he also worked on Alundra and Lady Alundra on the PS1 and Lady Stalker on the Super Famicom. That's what I was going to say. This looks yeah. like a Lundra right here. Is that what that? Yeah, honestly, I really like his his art style. It reminds me of the whole Toriyama stuff. Yeah. Well, not like Toriyama's, like the whole iconic art style for RPGs. Was like you know he's involved with it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's pretty sad. Uh, Man, lung cancer. That's a drag. Yeah. Uh, in college, he entered some because... art contests. Uh, some art into a contest Enix was running and won, leading to a freelance gig, drawing pixel art and designing monsters for the company. That led to being recruited by uh, Hiroyuki Takashi, who was leaving Enix to start his own development studio, Climax. They did uh, Dark Savior, for folks who don't know. Um, Yay! He designed storyboards for Climax's first game, Shining in the Darkness, and the rest is history. The a good one. Yeah, but yeah, uh, one of the things that that, that I, I that kind of felt potent or that was poignant is that he uh, that he that he was given a standalone uh, Pong console called TV Tennis when he was eight years old, and it, he bought his uncle bought it with him and played with him and it stuck with him for life for video games. Mm. And it kind of reminds me of what we would you know we would do like or, or origins of how we would play games, right? Where like we got a console when you're younger and it's like oh well it's hooked us for life now. Exactly. So I think I think that's very poignant, and I'm very sad. And he's passed away. Uh, I don't know if there's any way you can send him flowers, but if you could, I definitely would be down to send him some. Well, this is family. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. Like we could probably. Does it? Does uh. Were those all the games that he worked on that we mentioned, or were there any others? I can double. I'll check his. Uh, I'll check his game wiki, mm -hmm. and see what we can talk about. Yeah, there's a lot of. A uh, lot, a lot of games he's worked on. Yeah, Sega Retro. Uh, a Moby Games. Let's see what we, he's worked on. So the last game looks like he worked on was Shining Force e EXA on the PlayStation Two. Mm-hmm. 
He passed, it, it, again, this is like Knight says he passed away months ago. It's kind of like Reiko Kodama. She passed away before anyone found out about it. We're just finding out about it, basically. But yeah. Yeah, so. it seems like it's like they look him up or like there's like an announcement. Yeah. It's not like they, they come out very often. Yeah, I mean, it's kind yeah, of like, like a, yeah. It's kind of a big deal to publicize something like that, you know, so. When it's a Probably when it's a family. when it's a huge like celebrity or something, you find out about it like the day or days after it happens. But when it's someone who's more or less a normal person, you know, um, just you know, aside from having like a a notable career, you know, usually family doesn't want to blast that out there, you know. So we yeah. usually find out about it after the fact, and it's just you know, it's tough. It's, it's not a shame fun. that a lot of the games on this, a lot of the games that he released later on is really, there really isn't a lot of ways to play it, like in English. Like there's, there's stuff like you know, uh, sh the Shining EXE and Neo and stuff in the Shine games, but mm -hmm. I don't think his his Fetty games ever got localized. Yeah, I mean, uh, I've that's Which is kind of a shame. That one is out of left field for me. I didn't actually didn't know about that one on. Uh... On Saturn, believe it or not, it's not one that I've played, but I'm interested. I'm Apparently interested. Didn't in really get that great of a reception. Uh, Martin asks, "Why am I getting adverts? This has never happened before. You can thank YouTube for changing their. This is something they just rolled out within the yeah. last week or something like that. Yeah, that they're it, inserting a... mid-roll ads. Just skip it. I did." <laughs> Yeah, and like, I apologize. Like, like we we specifically took those out. Like when we first started having ads, we didn't want to put uh, we don't we didn't want ads in the mid rolls because Basically, it just annoyed yeah. everybody. Yeah, just skippable beginning ads were all that we ran, and now YouTube is adding them in everything without. So anyway, that's yeah. what it is, though. If you got an ad just then, then uh, thank you too. Yeah, you get you get ad blocker. Like I yeah, don't, I don't really mind if you guys want to do ad blocker, you can. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. Like I said, we don't let let we like we want the ads just so we can have like a little bit, but like we use them. So we did the ones that you can either easily skip and like you know, there's no mid roll ones because mm -hmm. those are annoying as hell. So mm -hmm. sorry about that. I don't know why they do that. They should not do we that. Could probably, we could probably just disable ads altogether on the stream. We might as well do that. Yeah, because yeah, it's it, live. And then for videos, we could for videos we could say whatever you know, but for. Yeah, the I live think we'll stream. do after the live streams. Um, I want to. That's really annoying. I'm sorry. Let's shout all of our patron, our ten dollar and up patrons. Um, and also, oh, we have some new patrons that we probably need to mention. Shut up. But yeah, yeah. It looks like it looks like Feta. I guess one last thing is like, looks like Feta does have a, a SNES fan translation. So if you guys want to play the original, you guys can. Awesome. Right. Did you did you have the patrons? Did you want me to grab I do. those real quick? I have it. Okay. Um, I will. First of all, I want to say thanks to uh, Bradley Hale, who is a new three dollar patron. We really appreciate you, and uh, also uh, Andrea. I think it's pudgy because <laughs> Dan mentioned that it, it, it's a yeah. pudgy bunny. In yeah, the yeah, yeah. So thanks, pudgy, as well uh, for for supporting us. We appreciate you. Also, um, has empty core as well, which I think is a new one. Oh really? Where did I didn't? He's the one below that. Really? He's on the twenty third. It was on Saturday oh, after okay. we got off here. Well, which one was that? Empty core? The empty core. Just the empty core. Outlook. Oh god. Oh, oops. 
didn't want to say his email out loud. <laughs> don't email him, please. Sorry. Please. Um, those are the I'm new sorry, patrons. We appreciate you guys. And then uh, we've also got A Murder of Crows, Blue Moon 95, Cerulean, Chris Piper, Chris 1997, XX, the Daniel Fredrickson, <laughs> David Zaney, Derek Pascarella, A-Team, Emerald Nova, Fat Drunk Friend Otaku, Gem Clash or Rank, Johannes Fetz, Justin, Memphis, or Momphis, Michael Sabah, or Sabag? How did he say it? Sabag. Sabag. Oh, you're right there. <laughs> Thank you, Michael. Hey. Thank you very much for your support, man. Nate dude. Lawrence, Normal Guy, Nutrageous, Robert Ramsey, Rowan Dinked, Sega Steve, Shadow Mask, Stone Man, Tanuki Trev and Young Money Swee. Speaking of Shadow Mask, uh, Shadow's got a, a VHS stream tonight, right? Like movie night? Uh, yeah. Let put, us put know. Put the link in the chat. Yeah, I'll put the link in the chat and let us know what you're streaming so that we can we'll, let folks uh, we'll, know. Yeah, we'll uh, pin it. I am going to try to play games this weekend. I'm going to definitely try to play some more Dungeon Master Nexus. That, it, from what I saw, it looks like a lot of fun. And uh, I'm excited to play it in English, too. So I can understand yeah. what's going on. Yeah, Charlie, Charlie, oh. definitely. Uh, Charlie made a good point. Uh, I don't use Patreon, guys, but I'll support you with super chats. You are more than welcome to do that, or you can do the one-time donations on PayPal if you if mm -hmm. want to support us, but don't want to like give us money each week, which or each month, which I understand. So honestly, you could do that, or just support us by sharing us out because any share or buy, buy the magazine. I forgot we have magazine and T-shirts. Not true. this one. This one. I'm sorry, I made an assumption. Uh, Shad has had a had a rough week, and he's going to be doing the VHS stream tomorrow. So sorry for speaking for him there. I just assumed it's it's been such a regular occurrence. Yeah. But definitely well, check the two dollars. Yeah, definitely check the promotions Malico, channel. Thank you, Captain well, Han. Thank you for the two dollars. Thank you, Lunar Fun. Lunar Fun. <laughs> sorry, I'm just going to siphon. I'm just going to siphon that into the Snatcher Fund. Yeah, we sorry, will be at PRGE. Sorry, we will be at PRGE in two weeks ish. I think. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The thirteenth, fourteenth, fifteenth, sixteenth of October. It's going to be lots of fun. We're going to meet a lot of a lot of people. We're going to see Sega Steve. I know. We're going to see Paul. Um, uh, we're going to see Seven Shades, um, and several other people. Adam Korolek. Um, you know, Audi, Audi Sorley, AVGN is going to be there. Yeah, maybe I we'll mean, say I, hi to him. I doubt we'll see him, but it'd be cool if we get to meet him. That'd right? Be... You know, maybe we'll run into him. I think last Honestly, time, I, last year we saw modern Vin we saw modern vintage gamer last year. Uh, I don't know if he's coming Dimitri, this year. Yeah. I think Dimitri, yeah. So, but I mean, yeah, there's going to be lots of people there. It's going to be lots Ian's of fun. Ian's going to be there. Say what? Ian's going to be there. Ian's going to be there. You know who I'm really excited though is going to be there? No. Nick. Pandemonium, our oh, own yeah, bro, Nick. Yeah, I'm gonna get. We're gonna get to meet him in person. And the best uh, part is that he wants to hang us, hang out with us all con. So that's right. That's cool. Uh, yeah, no, we're 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 sharing a hotel room and we're doing a panel together. It's gonna be awesome. Um, so you know, it's always nice to meet your own bros. Uh, it was nice meeting Pat for the first time last year, and I'm so I'm excited to meet Nick too. Because it's all been online up until now, so and we yeah, actually no. have energy to do stuff. Like we'll have energy to actually like play games and stuff and hang out. Exactly. Which Compared I'm, to like last year. Yeah, Kay wants to. I'm coming in Thursday night, so Friday morning I have free because they don't open the arcade until later. You know, until like yeah, noon. I'll be so I have like Friday morning free for breakfast, and I don't know, maybe 
doing something, seeing the town or, or jamming on the guitar if you want. Kay, I know Paul Kay invited us to, what did you say? I know Paul wanted to take us to record stores or something like that. I'd be down with that. I'd be down. I'm interested in record stores, although I don't know how I'm going to get it back home safely if I buy any vinyl. Probably just get cassettes. Nuts. Yeah, could just get cassettes. Cassettes or CDs. Nuts. I'm CDs that. nuts? But, uh, but Charlie Ward said, have you considered using Streamlance for Super Chat? YouTube says 30%. Uh, I don't know how to. The things that I want to, I like to make accessible as possible. So, like, is there a way? Like, is it an easy way to have Streamlabs implemented in chat, or is it like a thing that like a webhook I have to, have to do, where they have to go like a website? Because I haven't looked yeah, into I that. Know. But I mean, I'd be down if people want to do Streamlabs. But I don't know. I figured YouTube was easier because they probably have their accounts already connected on here, anyways. Yeah. We look into it, but yeah, like I said, uh, Dave, probably just get cassettes or CDs, nuts. Cassettes your, your teeth on these nuts. Cassette, yeah, <laughs> C- cassette set these nuts in your in your face. Uh, cassette these, these nuts. Yeah, cassette these balls. You got the stick on your face, and then CDs nuts in your mouth. Exactly. Exactly. We got the double header. But yeah, uh, <laughs> implement the chat. Paper she uses it. Yeah, if you send me a link to that, Charlie, on Discord, I'll take a look. But yeah, um, salty. Yeah, uh, hopefully not. But yeah, like I said, we're gonna have a lot of fun time. We're gonna have a long week. The only issue is that my Monday is gonna suck tremendously because I'm flying out like at at, at six in the morning. Yeah, why did so you I, do that? Uh, there was no other flight. It's either it's oh. either super early in the morning or I have to wait till five p.m. and get yeah. home like late at night and be dead tired. So I'm it was flying back. Too evil. I'm hmm? flying back Monday night. I think it was. Yeah. So. Yeah, but I mean it sucks. that that means I get Monday morning to just kind of chill. So maybe that's oh. when I'll well, go to Kate. Sunday? Not flying out Monday. Okay. You said yeah, oh, so you said you oh yeah there. No, I, I I have Kay was asking me like when are you available to like jam or you know, because he wants to play guitar or just you know, hang out. And I said uh Friday morning or Monday morning, because those are like, you know, just kinda the the convention's not going on and there's nothing else going on really. Yeah. Um but yeah, you have to so, check out the hotel without me being there. We're probably gonna see we're probably gonna see the uh we we we'll be able to check out. Yeah, we'll be able okay, to check out. Okay, that's cool, yeah, because yeah, yeah, I can't I'm not gonna be able to. I'm I'm yeah. pretty much gonna like leave at like two like three in the morning. Yeah. Leave the card on the table and just take an Uber over to the airport. Yeah, you do whatever you gotta do. And then and then I need to um I need to we need to look into SoCal Game Expo and me going to Arizona. And that one I might drive. That one I might definitely drive. I looked okay. actually I actually looked at what it would be to drive to Portland. Seventeen hours. And it would be three tanks of gas, so it would cost me about four hundred and eighty dollars. Uh, yeah, round, no, yeah, I was like, that is a, it's that actually is. more expensive to drive, and I'd need an extra day on both ends just to do it. So yeah, honestly, like, I would just fly out to Arizona and I just pick you up. Would you? W- do you think I should just fly? Honestly, I don't know. Yeah, how, I don't know thing, how long the, of a drive it is, though. Um, it's it's gonna be like like from here to to, to uh, Vegas. Uh, sorry, not San Diego to uh, uh, Los Angeles is like an eight hour drive. Is it really? Oh, okay. Maybe I'll fly. Maybe I'll fly. Yeah, but honestly, I'll just fly. Don't, I'll get my tickets yeah. like a year. And I'm going to, I'm going to, after PRGE, like I'm going to get right on that. I'll get my tickets say, way in advance the so that they're in March, cheap. So you, 
you can't you're, you're gonna have to get it like as soon as like the okay the thing happens have they have they announced the dates and stuff yet yeah they have they, okay well then yeah then i'll just go ahead and get them soon so that uh so that that's set in stone because i don't want it to come come up on me and then i'm like okay i can't do it so, yeah it's march 15th through 17th next Ma- year march 15th through 17th i think i should be good for the for that yeah yeah let- like yeah, I, said, I think I, I, I should be. I'm thinking about work. Like, I'm thinking about, like, <laughs> this is all behind-the-scenes stuff. People don't want to listen to this conversation. But anyway. Also, people like how the butters, the bread's made. Um, But that, yeah, so that and SoCal Game Expo, I would love to try to do because that that is drivable for me. That's an hour for me. And um, for you, I don't know. But even if I'm uh, able I mean, to I'm do it, I mean, I'm flying for SoCal regardlessly. I don't care how long it is. I'm not driving. Yeah, sure. By myself to San Diego. Yeah, but no offense, yeah. of course. No, none taken. It's not really in San Diego though. It's in Ontario, Ontario, oh, California. Well, now I got. Now I got. I was gonna say I got to fly to Canada now. Damn. You got to fly to Canada. Fun fact: My, my wife yet. is planning a trip to Canada. I'm kind of jealous. I'm like, well, but she's, sure going she's, going going Ontario, she's going to Vancouver. She's going to Oh, that's fair. What's in Vancouver? The Canucks? Uh, nothing. <laughs> it's Canada. It's just barren, barren winter desert. Or yeah. barren, like, barren, like, snow. <laughs> There's a lot of snow up there. Sorry, yeah. Canadians. Wow, yeah. well, we're about to, we're about to sign off and we finally hit 40 people in the chat. <laughs> Could oh, you yeah, guys, for mm-hmm. anybody, anybody who didn't, uh, or at least it's, that's what it's telling me right now. Forty people watching right now. Could you guys thumb up the stream if you didn't we got already? Seven likes so far, yeah. And thank you to everybody who watched with us. Thank you for everybody who hangs out with us every week. Uh, we love you guys. Uh, we love the Saturn. We love Sega. Thanks to the Sega guys, uh, James, for dropping in with us. Um, and all you guys who are here every week, you're part of our extended Saturn family. Please join our Discord. Get uh, be a part of the conversation. Feel free to drop your links to your creative endeavors into our uh, promotions channel. People do look; they they love to see what's going on with all ask you guys. Us any questions you want, add us. Be like, hey, ask a question. Discord. Yep. So do that, and uh, uh, and have a wonderful rest of your evening and your weekend. Whatever you guys plan on doing, uh, play some video games, play some Sega Saturn. And this is Saturn Dave and Trainerco. Reminding you that you must must play. play your Sega Saturn. We'll catch you later. See ya.